Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. You can't sit back and wait for good football teams to lose championship games. And to me, that's what Dan Campbell wanted to do. I would have an issue with Dan Campbell if we go for the field goal there, right, and we miss the field goal. And I'm Jared Goff. I'm on Ra St. Brown. I'm one of those guys on defense, Aiden Hutchison, because I'm going to ask him, Coach, why are you switching up on me? Right. You've been consistent not only this year, since you got here, you believed in us. When we started out one in six last year, you believed in us. And now all of a sudden, mm -hmm. with all of the cards on the table, you are going to change who you are to Off be. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. You know how it works sometimes. The winners, they're winners. The losers are conversation pieces the next day. Ugh. And that's what the Detroit Lions are. I'm sorry, Kanoa Leahy. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. He knows. He spent a good chunk of his show today uh, on that. He walked in today. He was, um, let's just say he wasn't, his, uh, he wasn't himself. Yeah. And you, you can't blame him. No. I mean, you have that kind of a lead mm. and you lose the game like that. Um, that's 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 hard. That, that is really, really hard. And, you know, a lot of it is on Dan Campbell. And you know what? That's somewhat deserved. It's part of the deal, man. You've also got to blame the defense for uh, giving up a lot of San Francisco's offense there in the second half that does come into play as well, because the defense does have a little bit to do with uh, losing a, what is it? 24 seven lead. I mean, it's not like the offense gave up those scores. So you have to put a little bit on that, which means I'll, I'll, I'll take a little bit off of, uh, of Dan Campbell, but I think we learn. And I, and I think we kind of got this a little bit with Baltimore. We'll, we'll talk about the Ravens a little bit more later that, when you're not used to this stage, yes, it's different. It's different than uh, coaching a game against the Chicago Bears in Week Eight. Wow, Josh just pulling the I, Bears I, into this conversation I, I, when they're enjoying hibernation right look, now. I, would you rather me pull the Bears into this conversation than Green Bay? I'm keeping your team relevant. No, don't use that as a cop out. You you literally use them as would you rather this happen or play the Bears? Well, I so, mean, but I no. mean, playing the Bears in Week Eight is different than playing the NFC Championship game. That is San true. That's that's what I mean. It's truth. But man, yeah, the the look. Take it from a Bears fan right now. The Bears belong nowhere in this conversation. Neither does my team. So I think I think we're even in that. But anyway. um, Coaching a game, I mean, because he's he's known to be ultra aggressive. Yep. Um, but you can be against Green Bay. Mm -hmm. You can be against Tampa Bay. When you're in this situation and your season is literally on the line, you can't do that here. And Dan Campbell, unfortunately, kind of learned the hard way when you can be stubborn about how you coach. Um, and not really think about the moment, it can come back to bite you, and I think it did here. Did, wasn't there a game earlier this year? I think it might have. Did, did the Lions play the Cowboys, and they got several attempts from inside the two for a two-point conversion, and then they 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 were they were stopped, and then there was a penalty on the defense, and so they they went right back out there again. There was a penalty on offense, and then they they marched them back five yards and then they still after the third time elected to still go for two-point conversion and of course they were stopped 
I think you're probably right. If that's the same game in which um, they got bumped for uh, non-reporting uh, offensive linemen yes, correctly, it was the same one. The one. It yeah. was the same one. And I think th- that was the first penalty on that two-point mm-hmm. conversion try. Yeah. But I'm bringing that up because after the second go-around where then the defense is penalized, giving you yet again new life, you take the field goal. Yes. You don't yes. try to roll the dice for a third time and hope that you can just double your money. Everyone who's a, a an avid Vegas goer, you know, you know, there, there's times to walk away. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the biggest games, if you're in a championship, a conference championship game, you have to play conservative at some moments just to keep yourself within an earshot. Um, man, to have it come down to three points when you still had all of the momentum, even though it felt like you were losing it. It, it felt like the San Fran crowd at that point when they should have kicked out field goal mm. was starting to build up hope, man. You, th- those are those moments where I don't know if I would have ran, you know, and it wasn't even like they tried to pass. They tried to run, man. Right. right. So, Th- that that will definitely come back to haunt him. And in some ways, I think that's the blessing of Dan Campbell and the, the thing that makes him really, really fun for those guys to play for. But then also, he might make a dumb decision in uh, in the name of being aggressive. People like Dan Campbell are the reason why every time you watch an NFL broadcast, you see a Kurt Warner commercial, the same Kurt Warner commercial that says, uh, don't bet what you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's it's that kind of mentality that gambling makes, problem. Yeah, call this one eight hundred number. Um, that's what you kind. That's what you're kind of reminded of. And it's it's not even just not taking the points. I think of that drive when they got within was it was it three? I think it was yeah. on that before they went with the onside kick. And I and I'm watching and I see them run the football. I'm like, wait, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, like you don't have timeout. Well, no, you had three timeouts. But it would have been great to have all three because you know that you're going to score or you're you're planning to score. You do score, you get the ball back. You're going to need all those, you know, all three of those timeouts. And then look what happens: they run the ball, they get nothing out of it. They ultimately score. Um, you know, they don't recover the onside, which you never expect them to, to recover the onside. They were zero for four this year, uh, now zero for five. Um, having only the two timeouts hurt them. Because San Francisco could run out the clock after that, you know, on that third down play where Detroit could have very well gotten it back with 20, 25 seconds left. Not a lot of work uh, to do. You know, a a handful of plays and the the chance at, you know, a a 55 plus yarder to send them to overtime. Mm -hmm. It's in these moments in in these biggest games where you find out a coach's true merit Mm -hmm. and the the unfortunate thing is, you know, it doesn't just boil down to motivating your players, although that's very important. Yes. It doesn't always boil down to play calling, which is also very important. A lot of times in these big-time games, it comes down to clock management. It comes down to being situationally excellent, which we're going to get into uh, later on in the show for, for a couple of different reasons. Right. But you watch the greats. They are situationally excellent. And the Lions had their foot on the throat of San Fran and 100% let them back into that game. 
I will say too, because I, I know there's um there's a thought that when you start to kind of let your foot off the gas and you, know, you, you lose a little bit of the aggressiveness, some people say it's playing not to lose. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that takes on different meaning when you have a win and you see the the end game. The end game is Super Bowl fifty eight, and you're thinking, all right, just getting points is going to help us. So, you know, let's not let's not play to lose based on having the points and having the lead. You know, that's that's not sometimes in that situation, and you know how well San Francisco is doing. Sometimes it's okay to play to not lose. There, there's the, rare instances. There's of that. a fine line. And the only person that will be able to tell you that it was a correct decision is the person after you make the right decision. <laughs> right. That's the only time. Yeah. Um, that, that's it's actually a, a thought in, in golf, especially in match play. Whenever your, your opponent is out of, out of the hole, you don't be aggressive. You, you play conservatively, in a sense, settle for the three points so that you position yourself as best as you can and keep moving forward. ESPN Honolulu brought to you by Pigskin Picks. Guess what? The big game is coming up in 13 days. So uh, after that, we're done, which means we're not done yet. Uh, go ahead and play along. ESPNHonolulu.com. Still got a chance. That's right. It's brought to you by Young's Fish Market and by M. Dyer Global. John, uh, welcome into the chat. How are you? Hey, uh, you know, I, I do understand what you guys are saying and what a lot of people are saying. But that's assuming... You know, the outcome really changed on that play. I and mean, it could have. We don't know for sure. The 49ers still could have won that game. Um, you know, you, you, you make the call, and, and if they execute it, the play was there, then he's a genius. Yeah. The, guy drops yeah. the, ball, the, guy, the guy drops the ball, and now he's the reason why they're not in the Super Bowl. The coaches? I mean, I mean the coach is... is he sets the tone of that whole team. He's the reason why – he's a huge reason why they're there. Mm. I mean, think about how, how, how he – they were one in six last year. His mentality got them to a, 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 a few plays short of a Super Bowl, you know, a season later. They, were, they could have fired him last, two years ago. They could have fired him last year. And look what he's done to Detroit. And you know mm. what? Look at look at what they have with the cap. Look at how young their team is. They're gonna come back. They're gonna be a good team. You know, you know, you don't have too many chances to get that close to the Super Bowl, so there's just no guarantees to anything. But I I tip my hat to him. They they make that play. They win the game. No questions asked. If you ask me. Have a good one. Aloha. Hey, thanks, John. You know. A lot of that is true, the, you know, the bigger picture stuff and, and his identity and all that. A lot of that is true, but it has nothing to do with yesterday. And and I want to make that clear. Also, yeah, is is he's right. If they, if the play is successful, do they go on to win? It's, it's very much likely. Are things still in flux? Absolutely. That's why they play the game. But it wasn't his fault that they fumbled deep in their own side of the field. Sure. Giving... San Fran the ball back. We had this conversation before the show. It wasn't his fault that the defense um, gave up what was what the largest comeback in conference championship history in yep. half. That's not Dan Campbell's fault. Nope. Um, but in those positions, when you have enough of the control of the game that I, I you know I don't I don't I don't I don't hate analytics, but I don't really care what analytics says if it says go for it or don't go for it to me here's it's like basketball right 
the high percentage shot yeah. is what you want to go for. So if you can give up an open three for an even better two in the post, I'm fine with that. Go for the two, maybe even get to the free throw line if you're fouled. Yeah. Um, the high percentage play or the high percentage shot when you have control is the most important thing because you have a less likely chance of error. Well, and they had three rushing touchdowns in the first half. They were running rough shot through that defense. Right down their throat. I was stunned. Me too. It's incredible. Three different running backs scored, I believe. I believe you're right. Or uh, uh, two running backs and then that that speedy receiver yes. on, on the reverse. Yes. Um, which that was a phenomenal play. Haven't seen something like that in a minute. But uh, to that point... I think on their side, the, the schematic side, they're thinking, let's just run it right down their throat again. Let's not try to get too cute with it. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're made to look like an idiot whenever you get stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. That's the risky take. Um, you know, and to everything that John said, and I don't want to discredit his call, is Dan Campbell great for that franchise? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jinx. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is the, I can't the, talk now. <laughs> does, does Dan Campbell know a little something about reaching players and um, you know igniting a fan base yes absolutely none of anything from yesterday takes out the bigger picture but the only thing that it makes you think of is if the lions get back here and it's something we'll talk about a little bit later on if they get back here and if, if is the, the operable word is he gonna be that same gambling man <laughs> Um, that, you know, goes for the lower percentage play to try to make the bigger impact? Or is he going to be the guy that if his team is in control of a game, he's going to go for what is more sure of an option and put his team in a better position to either secure or hold on onto a win? And that's what you wonder after this game. Uh, does he relook at what he is? Mm. Or does he just say, hey, I am what I am. That's not going to stop me. I'm going to continue to be that way regardless of the situation and see how it plays out. Yeah. You know, John did touch on something else that the front office for Detroit stuck with him through a couple of really tough years. Yeah. And I hope that that can almost be a a mantra or a, a message to the rest of the NFL to give coaches more of an opportunity to turn it around. Because they, they did in his third year with them. They're in the NFC Championship. Third year. That that's that seems like an evolving theme in football, right? Third year. Give it time. Yeah. I don't know how many times in, in our show, and we're nearing a, a full year, we are, we've gone, what? We're seven days away from making a full year. From February, our uh, February, actually, it's February bum, 6th. Bum, 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 I know we bum. said we just call it February 7th, but I can't. It's, it's it was February, February 6th. 6th. Yeah. Uh, so Josh yeah, doesn't want this show's birthday to be the same birthday as him <laughs> and our board operator, Liz Stacy, who we found out. Yeah. It's also her birthday on the 7th. That's another story for a little <laughs> bit later on in the show about how we ended up stumbling upon that. This is that. also year three for Timmy Chang. That is right, and that's why the whole year thing or year three thing was was something we were mentioning is because uh, for those that don't buy into it or don't believe in, Timmy Chang's got an opportunity to show that. Nick Rolovich has had a chance to show that. Dan Campbell is showing that in the National Football League, and I get NFL and college are very different, um, but these trends don't lie. Um, and I would hope for in, in Dan Campbell's case that his job is not determined by yesterday. And I don't think it is. 
Uh, I don't think his future job is determined by it. Hey, you got Detroit to a super to a NFC Championship game for the first time since texting was available. The, um, the Lions, it wasn't supposed to be that close. No, like take you know he should have a lifetime pass. They were up twenty four to seven at halftime. Right, right. Texter from the two nine two kicked the field goal. It's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's why a lot of people are talking about him today. That's why nobody's putting anything or as much on the defense, even though the defense deserves yep. a, a good amount of criticism. Um, no, nobody's putting it on players. People are putting it on him because sometimes the decisions tend to be uh, a little more uh, noticeable than the actual play. But I but I still believe Dan Campbell lifetime pass in Detroit. There's no reason he should be fired unless they have like back-to-back winless season, like zero and 17 seasons. If that never happens, Dan Campbell should be Lions coach for life until there's a better opportunity that comes his way. Hmm. Uh, You can uh, text into us or Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. Coming up, spring ball. That started today. Uh, Anything we should take away from day one of spring ball, uh, that's still to come. But up next, there was another championship game. It came out of the AFC. And as much as we're talking about Dan Campbell, I'm actually a little more disappointed in what we saw in the AFC championship game. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Uh, ESPN Honolulu is brought to you by the Nakoa Football Club. And guess what? On my birthday, um, you know, good things happen apparently on February 7th. Just throwing it out there for anybody looking to schedule events on February 7th. Uh, the Nakoa National Letter of Intent Dinner is mm. on February 7th at the Sheraton Waikiki Beach Resort. Individual tickets and tables are still available. You can meet new recruits, new coaches, and some current players. Go to nakoa.org for more information. We're getting rolling on a Monday. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right, coming up, spring ball gets started this morning for those that were uh, were up really, really, really early. <laughs> um, something that I could not do this morning was get up really, really, really early. Uh, but we'll get into some of the things we're paying attention to. All that stuff coming up a little bit later on in the program. He's Hunter Hughes. I'm Josh Pacheco. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens are not playing in Super Bowl 58. Um you know, as much as we talked about Dan Campbell and the Lions, because that is kind of the the, the fun debate, if you will, um, the Baltimore Ravens were actually the most disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not because they strictly lost, but it's how they lost. Um, I could not believe, and by the way, let's not throw Justin Tucker into this conversation with what happened in the pregame. Oh, my gosh. Justin Tucker spoke today, and he said, hey, you know, it's it's all in fun. So he kind of downplayed the whole, you know, kicking tee and and football thing. So let's not throw that in the conversation. But um, the amount of mental mistakes the Baltimore Ravens made, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is because we can – we can complain about Lamar Jackson all he want, but I don't. I don't know that I put it on him necessarily. The personal foul from uh, from Kyle Van Noy for the headbutt to Travis Kelsey, the roughing the passer call. I mean, there were penalties galore on that Baltimore team that were really uncharacteristic and kind of unbecoming of a team that played to get to that point, that didn't look like a, a number one seed to me. That looked like a like a team that was a shadow of what it was before. 
it looked like a team who hadn't been there before. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll get more into this conversation a little bit, but it usually takes teams a couple of times visiting the mountaintop before they can get up and over it. True. And I think we saw that with the turnovers. We saw that with the decision-making and just allowing kind of, it looked like they were afraid of the Chiefs. And you know what? Kansas City, you know, had some stones right at the beginning. They had won the toss and they elected to defer. And you're thinking at that time, really? You're deferring. You've got this you're really good offense. You're giving Lamar the ball. And what do you do? The defense forces a three and out. And it's like, all right, all right. Kansas City is playing today. Just even from the coin toss, they are setting a tone within the first minute and a half of how that game's going to go. Like that was that in itself was masterful. Um, but you just don't see a team at that point in time after a, an amazing season just lose its head. That's not coaching. That's players. That's a team that has very limited experience at that point, just not knowing how to how to have composure. Yeah, and they've got veterans on that team too. Van Noy's not a rookie, hmm. so Lamar's not a rookie. No, not at all. But I, I still, I don't find myself putting it on him as much. Kansas City's defense deserves a, a world of credit for for shutting down that defense. Um, but something we'll talk a little bit later on, and I want to get this in the audience's head because we'll talk about this. I think at the start of the four o'clock hour, we've seen the Lions and the Ravens lose, and both in different ways. One, I think the Ravens way, probably more frustrating than the other because you lose at home and yet every opportunity to win. Um, but of the Lions and the Ravens, which team has the best chance to get back here next year? Hmm. And I realize the Ravian, the Ravians, Ravians. <laughs> I realize that sounds obvious, but I don't think it's as obvious as you might think. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Tomorrow night, call the coach with Charlie Wade at Ruby Tuesday in the Moana Lewis Shopping Center, 6.30 p.m. Make sure you tune in. They're coming off of a uh, 3-0 and trip on the road. Trad Rosenthal, uh, freshman of the week in the Big West Conference, just announced today. Make sure you check that out Tuesday night here on ESP at Honolulu. Sports Center coming up. UH Spring Practice next. This was the day that a lot of University of Hawaii football fans were waiting for. It feels like the countdown to the regular season is on. That's what spring ball usually represents. And today, weirdly enough, on uh, January 29th, 2024, here we are. The start of the season and spring ball hmm. right in front of us. Um, takeaways. Yeah. Uh, any any takeaways you've got here from day number one? Well, to what you just said, it feels like this is the closest thing to a new era mm -hmm. within the same coaching regime that you could possibly get. We brought in a handful of new coaches, new coordinators too. So like serious coaches, um, not that other coaches aren't serious, but very, very vital <laughs> positions to fill. Uh, Dennis Thurman on the one side and then... Dan Morrison, Dan Morrison on the other side, the one of the last, you know, run and shoot gurus out there um, to, to work with the quarterbacks. And then what you get with 
spring ball is usually players um, that you're familiar with in the fall. You know, you get a chance to see them again. But w- with the the new sort of um, eligibility requirements and this kind of new trend in college athletics to start in the spring rather than the fall, we we have an early um, uh, enrollee in Micah Alejado. That's right. Um, and so this is the first time that we've gotten a chance to see him. Um, and, uh, also, uh, some, some players are sporting new haircuts, Josh. This, this is the content we needed right here. I mean, because the first couple days of spring or fall camp, no one wears pads. And so you get to see players for who they are. They're not, you know, uh, dubbed up with a bunch of pads or anything like that. And so you get to see these guys and a couple of them, you're like, okay, I think that's who I think it is. Uh, don't recognize him by his hair, though. <laughs> right. Uh, one guy I'm thinking about is uh, Cam Stone, uh, the transfer from Wyoming uh, a couple of seasons ago and has been one of our leaders on the defense. He normally rocked a pretty decent-sized afro under uh, under that helmet, and that thing's gone. And then uh, the other one, Braden Shager, normally known for that kind of flowing blonde uh, mop. On his head. Some, something that just lives. Uh, it's got a life of its own. <laughs> yeah, it and, does. Well, I should say it had a life of its own. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he put that thing to death. <laughs> yes. Um, or put it to rest. And uh, I, I'm wondering uh, who, who had something to say about that. But uh, it's, hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not the same anymore is all I'm saying. What are you trying to say? I don't know. I think uh, someone over the holidays might have said, yeah, we, we, we need to change this. Hmm. Maybe it was Timmy. Who knows? Let the chatter begin on that one. Maybe it was Timmy. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's... Uh, Let me just say it one more time. <laughs> That's a good noise. There's there's, there, there's too much insight on that. Anyway. Um, yeah, you know, and th- there's a handful of guys that they've come out and said that they're going to keep them out of um, contact throughout the spring. Right. Um, just for... Uh, Safety precautions. To Logan keep them Taylor at, being one of them. Logan Taylor, Verdell Edwards, uh, Alex Perry, Alex Perry, uh, Wyndon Hooli. Mm-hmm. So th- th- there's a, a handful of guys that are either still working their way through injury. Peter Manuma is the other. Ah, uh, or vital, mm-hmm. vital guys to our team. Which, uh, in seeing that news, in uh, response to the call that we had with Dennis Thurman last week on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. When, whenever he talked about there's, there are no starters in this spring. Everybody has a chance to win a job. I appreciate what he's saying. I'm sure a lot of that is geared towards motivating guys that they can go out and win a job, but you don't shut down players that you don't plan on playing. So, Though I, I hear what he's saying, that 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 is at least telling that they they have vested interest in keeping these guys healthy come season time. Right. Yeah, I, I I get it. I mean, you're you're going in there, you know what you have, but I think you're not going to say it out loud. You probably got it on your desk and your on your whiteboard or whatever. But for those that you don't know, you want to you you want to impart how important spring is. You know, I don't I don't know how many positions that he believes is probably open for a starting job, but 
you know, I I get it. Um, I could, uh, I, I understand. And uh, you want to make your impact, coach, speaker, not. You want to make your impact on, uh, um, you know, how you plan to run your side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, let's say hi to Paul here at 808-296-1420. Paul, how are you? Hi, man. Hey, how are Paul. you? Good. How's everything? Josh, hi. Hi, uh, Hunter. I have two topics, uh, several questions. Uh, we're going to spring training. Uh, Hunter, you know more about this, but you, you chime in too, Josh. Is this where the QB competition begins? Is this... No. Is it conducted? No. No. No? Why why not? Braden Shager's the starter. <laughs> That's established already. That's fully established. He is our starter this year. Okay. Yep. I better go on to the next Well, my other question was you guys enough uh do you guys get enough water in those early morning practices? Is it Gatorade? Yeah, the 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 uh, the training staff takes a takes good care of the, of the players. Okay, yeah. good. That that's what I'm getting at. My second topic, uh, Gate conspiracy. That Ravens game, Ravens Casey game, was just to get KT to the Super Bowl. Look for ratings to be the best ever. I t- I told um, Liz and. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Tay Gate. Thank you. I'm, I'm Tay Gate. Um, wow. That was a very, very um, uh, Thanks weird for the call, to, Paul. Let's just say um, he tried to stick the landing and uh, lost a wheel. Too soon? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, stop it. There's no... no Hey, Tay Gate, whatever. Stop. I've, I've, look. I've seen too much of that on the internet today. Sadly, a lot of it is political. Yeah. Knock it off. And for those wondering, and I, I saw this from one of those sports media people. Believe it or not, they counted this. For all those that are like, hey, get her off the TV. Too much of Dealer Swift. She was on for less than half of a percent of the actual game time. Of the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. so full no, stop it. To uh, now, I I'm not a big fan of thinking that way, but because of the attention, you can't help but just kind of wonder. Oh, this is kind of convenient. This is kind of convenient that the team that she has a boyfriend on happens to make it to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying it's awfully convenient. Now, it was not convenient for the Ravens, who turned the ball over three times. Yeah. And allowed said team to beat them. Yeah. Taylor Swift had nothing to do with those three turnovers. Kyle Van Noy headbutting Travis Kelsey uh, was not ordered by the NFL to happen in order to make Travis Kelsey likable and in order to get a shot of uh, Taylor Swift in the uh, in the suite upstairs to react to that, which, by the way, CBS didn't. So uh, nothing of that sort. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I can't. I, I knew this was going to come up. I knew it was going to be Paul. I knew it. I wanted to avoid it as much as possible. <laughs> it is one of the dumbest things 2024 has brought us. And yet it didn't even, we, we couldn't last 40 minutes without that making the airwaves today. 
We 40. Need, we needed a good Josh rant on this Monday. Uh, one more, since you mentioned uh, Braden Shager's haircut. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, hmm. Texture from the 223. It could be his girlfriend telling him to get a haircut or else. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Just, yeah. Let Who knows? Um, Some things we may never know. Do you, are you asked to get a haircut, Hunter? Of course. Okay. Are you asked to get a haircut, Josh? Yes. There I am asked to hair, get a haircut. In fact, I think I'm getting one tomorrow before I fly. There are um, people, it, whenever you, uh, you know, get into relationships, there's other people that have a say. In these matters. That's why it's a relationship. That's right. You you care about what they think. Yeah. If so. they want you to get a haircut, don't say no. I'm not saying this is the case here, but if they want you to get a haircut, don't don't be stubborn and just say yes, dear. He should shave the islands into the side of his head, like Colt Brennan or Cole McDonald. Mm, let's not go there. No, him. No, not him. No? No. Josh no, says no, 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 no. I I am a believer in <laughs> keeping the hair that you have on your head mm. because you know if you did that when it grows back, just imagine how it'll look. It's just the thought. It's better than letting the islands grow out on the side of your head well, and then everything else is is buzzed. That that, that is would very, look rough. That is very true. The hairy islands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN Honolulu is brought to you by HCAMP, the Hawaii Concussion Awareness Management Program, where uh, students and coaches and family members can learn about potential signs of a concussion. Visit hawaiiconcussion.com. Texter from the 780, I can imagine the Taylor Swift Super Bowl prop bets that will be placed. Oh, my goodness. Now, that, no, that, that's, that's real. Yeah. That's not uh, that's not manufactured. Vegas will have a field day with that. Um, and when that happens, I will not be looking for them. I'm not a better, that's why. Um, but since we were talking about spring ball, Paul's question is actually kind of like the first one, the one that not not, not about water. Not about water. Okay. Um, there's plenty of water. Too much inside way. hardball with that question. I figured, you know, you guys would be well taken care of. Um, but since he asked about the starting quarterback job, mm. I'm curious about what you kind of um what what can be decided. Let's say even the first week of spring ball. I want to get your perspective of that because you've been there. That's coming up off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. All right, Sports Center updates coming up in a little bit. I think our first look at traffic is on the way as well. Um, what should we give away first? We got. Women's basketball tickets for Thursday night. We've got men's volleyball tickets for Friday night. Uh, Rainbow Warrior men's volleyball team ranked third in the nation today as the uh, uh, the new rankings were released. What should we give away first? Ladies are always first. Man, we just had a conversation about relationships. I should have known the answer Ladies to that question. Ladies are always first, Josh. Okay. Uh, so uh, women's basketball tickets, Hawaii and Cal State Fullerton coming up Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Uh, let's do caller four uh, since we've got that opportunity. Caller number four at 808-296-1420 is going to get an opportunity uh, to win two tickets to Thursday night's women's basketball matchup. All right, I want to turn to you because you have participated in spring ball. Um, mm -hmm. I have not participated in spring ball in my life, so I am uh, the, the last person on earth that should answer a question like this. 
Um, what can be decided? Let's say even the first couple of days of spring ball. Like, what's that like? What things are potentially on the table? I mean, it's January, I realize, but take me through that because I hear Paul's question asking about quarterback competition. And while sure. you're right, uh, it is Braden Shager's job. Um, you know, could 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 that be happening at other positions right now? Uh, definitely could be. Um, tough to say which of those positions uh, are technically open for competition but this is proving ground this is in a different uh capacity than fall more of an open an open season than any other time in in the year because well the the coaches don't have the season to prepare for so they don't have that staring them you know down the barrel of we need to make a decision on personnel to be able to effectively prepare uh, for these opponents. They, they can literally just work on technique, work on position stuff, and evaluate from there. Um, for the, the, the quarterback stuff, with the addition of Dan Morrison, they're looking to bump up everything on this offense. The way that they flow, the way that they get the ball out of um, the QB's hands, the way that receivers run their routes – Everything, everything is going to be elevated to the right. next level. And part of that is building off of where you were at. And you're able to do that with Braden Shager still being our quarterback. So, yes, I, I get it. The, the, the QBs coming in from, uh, from Bishop Gorman, from Vegas, Mike Alejado. Woo! We're, we're all excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. He's a freshman. Yes. He hasn't done anything yet. Yes. We're very excited, but just cool your jets. He hasn't done a thing. Right. So this is 100% still Braden's off- offense when he decided to jump out of the portal and reclaim what was his, and he's earned it. Mm-hmm. This is now his third year as the um, as the announced starter and second one within the run era. Uh, yeah, I second guess it'd be one. the second one yeah. in the run and shoot. So um, I'm excited, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what this offense can click on uh, on uh, the, the high octane that it will get. Looks like uh, Pat wants to jump in on this conversation. Pat, welcome into Off the Bench. How are you? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we yeah, can. We got you. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, I think that, you know, my husband and I, Go to the games occasionally. We pay a lot of money to get into the gate because we're we're adults, and uh, it's very expensive to go to a game because of the concessions. Uh, I'd like to say I support Brandon Shaker. Um, I think the problem is there's a lot of uh, receivers that are not catching the ball. There are a lot of uh, people that don't know the plays, and the guy... I think he's poised, he's athletic, he's smart. He may not fit in what people want him to fit into here in Hawaii, but if they give him a chance and, uh, you know, and make the, and actually Timmy Chang, what he has to do, he's got to work a little bit harder on the the, uh, the, the team, the, the players that are supporting him, that are on the field with him and not give them, uh, you know, a pat on the back 
when they mess up. So, you know, it's got to be like a Vince Lombardi kind of situation right now. Our universities were struggling in almost every way with the football team. And uh, it's, it's nice to be funny and ha, ha, ha. But you want to give these guys a real chance at being good at football, whether they whether they win a game or not. That's not the important issue. The important issue is that they are good, that they're really good. They come out there, they love football, they love each other, uh, they know the plays, and they're not jealous of somebody that might look better than them and, and catching the ball, throwing the ball. It's all about teamwork. And if Timmy Chang will take on more of a Lombardi approach to these guys, I think Hawaii can actually pull off a very good season. It's up to you know, it's up to them. It's up to him. So anyway, that's my call. Thank you for taking my call. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thanks, uh, Pat. You want to want to respond to that, Hunter? Um. Yeah. I I don't know exactly what the Vince Lombardi comparison is, but he, you know, Timmy is a player's first coach. Um. Him and other coaches on that staff, like Chris Brown. Uh, Jared Usua, Coach Sheffield, do a really good job of allowing relationships to kind of point and direct how they coach this team. And so there, there's a great deal of of love, aloha, trust, family felt on this team um, that uh, th- they're in a good place. Timmy even said that in a, a, a post-practice interview with Rob DeMello. It said that these guys are in a really good place right now. Um, I'm optimistic with you, Pat, that we could be great this next year. Uh, It's not just the receivers. I think uh, different position groups across the team are going to need to elevate up. This is a proving ground year. This is year three. We're not messing around anymore. Um, This uh, is an opportunity with a lot of people returning back uh, from the, the, uh, the the passing game right now everybody's coming back that were starters last year. The QB's coming back. Uh, receivers across the board are coming back, with, with exception to a couple of them jumping in the transfer portal, but they really weren't all that involved on, on the starting level anyway. So we're, we're building, and I, I can't wait. You know, I don't understand the Lombardi approach either, um, and I, I'm hesitant on comparing coaching styles. I mean, Lombardi, we're talking about gosh long time ago yeah um we're, we're talking about a couple of generations ago really. and they didn't throw the ball a whole lot yeah and i mean to me i i don't think she's talking about necessarily like how you throw you know what you do offensively i think she's talking more about like how you treat players and how you coach them up to be the best players you can be i don't know that I would compare a couple of generate a coach from a couple of generations ago to what a coach does now because the type of player you coach is is very very different. Big time. Um, it's like almost a completely different sport now. One thing Pat is right about the drops, mm. they they did exist, um, but I don't think there's a lot of coaching for drops. There uh, is coaching on sitting in the right places that yeah th- that that did happen. Receivers not knowing. Uh, the, the the freestyle or the, the the freedom that the run and shoot affords them, mm-hmm. they, they're going to need to get coached up on that for sure. Yeah, and I think there's a certain patience. I, I'm still trying to kind of figure out where that was going from. You know, the season ticket holder going to games because I don't I don't think there's a lot. I think there's a certain passion and wanting to see things done differently. I think the realization you have to ask yourself is how much differently can things be done. 
um, you know, given um, given what you currently have. I don't know. I mean, that's why you have coaching changes. And that's why I would say wait to see how things change or don't change or how things adjust, how players are coached. Wait until Dan Morrison and Dennis Thurman and Jeff Reinbold and, you know, whatever new coaches come into play. Wait until they kind of have their grasp on these players and how to handle them and how to work with them. Then I think you'll you'll have a better idea of, okay, what is this supposed to look like? What will this look like? So I would say to Pat, uh, patience if you have it. Sports Center and Traffic next. Guess who is enjoying some hair band music today? Josh. This guy. This guy. Nothing wrong with music from the uh, from the hair bands back in the 80s. The hair that I will never have. Tell you what, all the people that don't think that this is Braden Shager's team, they give love a bad name. Oh, uh, look where you were going with that. How about that one? You were going to our uh, Zephyr Insurance text line, weren't you? It is off the bench here. On ESPN Honolulu, this is um, coming from, uh, you know, we were talking about spring ball. We've had a couple different questions. We had one asking uh, if there's a quarterback competition, which you said no. Uh, there was another one that came in about something, um, just about, no, I mean, it went a whole bunch of different places. So I'm still trying to find the center of it, but basically wanting to see the team improve. It was about just, football. It was. It, it was. Um, just, we know wanting, that. just wanting to see the team kind of be a certain way. Be better. Yes. Us too, by the way. This is from Brian. Hey, Brian. I saved this for you because oh I know how you'd feel about it. And he it. didn't read it yet. Brian asks, why is this Shager's team? Oh, my goodness. Let me, let me finish. No team took him in the transfer portal, so he came back. But in that time, we got Alejado. Is this not Alejado's team? Before you answer that, Hunter, let me just do the whole you know factual thing because facts are important. If you wanted to go this route, then technically it is Jake Farrell's team. Amen. And technically it would be also John Keave Sangopolutele's team. There you go. And not then, Mike Alejado's and team. And then Mike Alejado. Right. If you wanted to play this game, and I don't think anybody's playing this game, then there you go. But Brian's saying it should be Alejado's because everybody was expecting him and Shager left for a little while. I just I, I use that to tee it up to you uh, because I know how much it irritates you to hear. Yeah. Um, whoo. <laughs> where, where to start with that one? I know. Um. He did actually have plenty of interest in the transfer portal by a couple of big name schools. Um, I think it it doesn't boil down to if a team wants you or not. It boils down to if it's a better fit. And so even if you get a chance at a bigger school, but they can't blatantly promise you the starting role at another school or pay you enough money or yeah. It's better to stay here when you can stay, get a crazy amount of reps and put up some serious numbers to put put you in a pretty good position to, to get a shot at the NFL. So 
to me, I, I, I see it not just as the best option to make Hawaii better. I think it's the best option to make Braden better as well of, on why he stayed. Now, the reason why it's his team, because my guy balled out this last year. He played really well. Now, you might say we only won five games. Yeah, well, our defense was not playing well. It's not on him to keep the teams from scoring against us. Um, the, 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 the games where he, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think back to some specific ones. Vandy played out of his mind. We almost won that game. Um, a couple of the, the receivers, if they went to the correct spots against UNLV whenever we were up in Vegas, we might have hung with those guys. We, we were within a couple of uh, big-time throws from winning those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just a couple games, and we would have been in a bowl game, and this wouldn't even be a conversation piece right now. But even more so, he led our conference in yards. Yeah. By he the w- way, yeah. Um, before I forget, um, Neil is my lifesaver, and I appreciate him. Uh, Alihado. Yeah. That's the official pronunciation. Alihado. 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 And I don't want to screw it up anymore. So, Neil, uh, one of my favorite people on the yep. earth. Thank you Thanks, for that. Thanks, Neil. Anyway. Uh, I won't get that wrong anymore. I'm just going to call him Micah. We're, we're, soon we're going to have He's a like freshman. A, I'll call him gonna, by his first we're, name. We're going to have a nickel jar in here for every time we screw that up. <laughs> I like that. Um, he was the only mid-major quarterback. So non-power five mm-hmm. to be in the top 10 in the country for passing yards. That's why it's still his team. He earned it. It's not because he's a super senior and he's, you know, one of the older guys on the team, which always bodes well, by the way, for a starter, more years, more experience, more poise in the pocket, more uh, better decision-making the, 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 the unit as a whole, the receivers, the, the, the quarterback, the scheme, it's all still connected. Mm-hmm. You don't want to break that up. That's why it's still his team. Yeah, and I would also throw in there just the semantics of they did allow him to come back. So um, I, I think some people, I, you know what it is? It's not It's not about whether it's Braden Shager's team or not. It's not about Alejado. It's not, it's not about any of that. It's because... There are always people who will never be satisfied with a quarterback. Um, if if you don't go to a bowl game and all of those things, then it, they didn't go to a bowl game last year. And so because of that, they will always never be satisfied with a quarterback. They will always want to find something new. And the, you know, the next great potential person, they're going to throw themselves behind that because eh, that, that's all they know. They don't know any better because that's um, – that's how it is. Now, also, verdict still kind of out there on what exactly happened because the timeline to me is a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Braden said he was staying. We weren't really sure if we were gonna if we were gonna grab Micah Ali Hado. How about that? Um, Braden jumps into the transfer portal. We grab Micah Ali Hado. Not emphasis on Lee. I'm just making sure okay. that it's set in stone that we say it correct. Alihado. There we go. So he comes, we grab him, and then Shaker jumps out of the portal and he's on our team still. Had he been on the team when we signed Micah, 
it may not have happened that way. The, the timing was convenient for both things to happen. Braden still remains the starter, and we still secure Micah. So I'm, I'm curious just about that timeline if this wasn't maybe even prearranged, that he, he wasn't planning on leaving in the first place. Here's another text to crawl under your skin oh boy. Uh, from the 2-2-0. Balled out to win five games, please, dot, dot, dot. Okay, who else we got? And I love I love Farrell. He's a stick on the golf course, by the way. <laughs> My guy can putt. Um, he's not Braden. Who else did you want from last year? John Chiavi, Sagapolitelli is just not quite ready yet in that offense. Um, Joey Yellen? Mr. Hitch? No. Who else do you want? Five games. Not everything is hung on him, guys. To, for this unit to continue rising, to get better into this next year, we, it is the best case scenario of him still being our quarterback. Can I, um, and, and you might need to give me a minute because this had just kind of fallen in my lap. And since I, I see the whole five games um, text and I'm thinking about people placing blame on people because, you know, it's almost like it's November and we're litigating the 2023 season again, which just frankly is um, annoying as heck. But you know what? Hey, people will do what they do. You can't really do anything about it. Um, but that being said, can I just um, can I can I throw out something really quickly? Sure. Um, we can talk about five games all we want, but can we just throw out um, how many times was Braden Shager sacked this year? There we go. Thank you. Not every time you are sacked is your fault. No. I believe... My guy he, got hit a lot. I think he was sacked, what, 39 times this year? Ouch. In 13 games. Yeah, I believe... I think that, that number is correct. Um, so I don't, I don't, you know... Everybody placing on the quarterback is because, once again, um, nobody knows how to do it differently. Nobody, because all people see is yards, touchdowns, interceptions, win-loss record. They don't see anything else. They just see numbers. And because they only see numbers, five wins means that you as a quarterback failed. And that's not always true. And like you said, I, I think your point was, was spot on. Who else in that position that we had was, on our roster was going to have been able to do better. And I can't wait to see the responses on that question. Who else would have been able to do better if not Braden Shager in 2023? I'll wait for your responses because I know we haven't gotten them yet, but I'll wait for them. Our uh, Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. Please feel free. Don't, uh, don't text in droves now. Uh, texter from the four seven eights. This is this is going to be. He had a hundred and thirty quarterback rating on the year. Everyone could just shut up, honestly. Okay, he, he, I'm just going to throw since you said facts. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to the text line for a second. Okay, okay. okay he had three thousand five hundred and forty two passing yards in the season, which led the Mountain West. Twenty six touchdowns. 
He had 14 picks. Okay, so that's just about one a game. Yeah. QBR, 130. That is pretty stinking commendable. Again, who would you have wanted it of on our team? Okay. I I should say, by the way, quarterbacks were sacked 39 times. It doesn't mean he was sacked 39 times because they did play multiple quarterbacks. There we go. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, Rather than getting into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of what went down at practice and things of that nature. Let me just give it to you from a former quarterback's perspective. The cutoff between Braden and then the next closest guy, whoever that was, was not close. Right. So on how you determine who the starter is at any position, you, you want to play the best possible option. And our best possible option did pretty stinking well this last year. Texter from the 478, the only reason people are complaining and saying it's not Braden's team is because they got their feelings hurt because he decided he was going to try and go somewhere else. It's not completely incorrect. No, not at all. Um, One more here from the 497 who says, it's not the player. Coaches make average players good. Is that fair? Because this person's basically saying, okay, um, we only won five games. It's it's the coaches' fault that the players aren't better. That's why they're saying coaches make average players good. Is that is that fair? No. Okay. It's not on the coach to throw interceptions. It's on the coach to put your team in the best position to throw touchdowns. But you as the player have to go out there and make it happen. you got to execute. So to an extent, if you're around a great motivator, man, you feel like you can run through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. You get excited. You feel like you're one. Um, you as a team feel like a family. If you're around a great play caller, there there's a luxury there that you you can't um, you can't come up with because you feel like he's going to put you in a position to win every single time you go out there. Right. Um, however, you could be a, a just a wonder of a talent playing for a bad coach and still make things happen because you're that, that good of a player. So, and sometimes it it makes a difference. Other times it does not. Um, By the way, uh, I'll just read this one. Uh, I see you guys on the phones. We'll get to you in a moment. So stay right there. Um, Brian finishing up. I just want to finish up his, his texts. I want to let him sit and then uh, we'll go to the phones and everything after Brian asks, is the Gary Dickman on the radio? We won the five Gary games. Dickman. I know the he is he is that <laughs> god status. Thank the you god, for that text. Gary Dickman is the Gary Dickman on the radio. We won five games that didn't work last year, because um, he's he's equating it to listening to the fans' voice. Huh. And then uh, after that, this is this is the response to you. This is tough because Shager is obviously Hunter's guy and personal friend. I'm wondering if the tone would be different if it wasn't his guy. <laughs> My goodness. No. No, no, no. Actually, two seasons ago, I wanted Armani Eden to be our starter. I don't remember that. Yes, over Braden Shager. Okay? Felt like, at the time, our offense needed a dual-threat quarterback with the capability of running read option. And that would have put us in the best position to win. Mm-hmm. And yet, who is our starter game one? Joey Yellen from Pittsburgh. So, no. 
I'm a fan of playing our best available option right now. And let me just tell you, it's not close. Yeah, and it wasn't close last year. Texter from the 225, by the way, um, going with what I said. Any thoughts on the offensive line? That's why there were only five wins, in my opinion. It's a big part of it. Uh, I see Julius on the phone. Stay right there. We'll go to you after we take a look at traffic. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. You know, uh, I didn't mention at the end of the last hour when we gave away uh, Rainbow Wahine basketball tickets. I forgot to tell people who won. Mm. What am I doing? It's Monday. Yeah, I know, but still, what am I doing? Uh, Rod and Kaneohe hey, is uh, hanging out to uh, Rainbow Wahine basketball on Thursday. More tickets for that. Volleyball on Friday, still to come on uh, this radio program. Julius has been hanging on very patiently. Thank you for doing so, and welcome to the program. How are you? Yeah, uh, Hunter and uh, Josh, uh, is the spring game Kennedy Kennedy for February 25th? Uh, the spring game? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the spring game. Uh, you know what? I, I don't have that schedule in front of me at, the, at this moment, but uh, tentatively, that sounds maybe correct, but I, I would think it's probably closer to March. Okay, so it's probably not February twenty fifth. Yeah, and you know what? I don't, I don't know the answer to that either. But what I would say is, there's still a lot of details I think that have to be taken care of as well. Yeah. Um, what it's going to look like and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, yeah. we'll 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 figure uh, we'll we'll find that out, and as soon as we do, we'll let you we'll we'll let the audience know. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, Thanks, wish I wish I had an answer for that, but uh, um, doesn't always happen that way. A uh, couple more texts here from the 497. Many people who are down on Braden Shager are people who never coached a team sport. A coach would almost always pick the player that gives the best chance to win. There you go. Sounds pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. Um, from the 530 disagrees with me. Uh, disagree. Quarterbacks do keep other teams from scoring by sustaining drives, keeping their offense on the sideline. Yeah, there's and and I think some of that is is fair. Um, I believe that. I don't think that's the entirety of the case. Field position does come into play, but I did I do think we did talk earlier in the year that there was a little bit about uh, defense being on the field for too long, but that wasn't the entirety of the season. I think that was the early part of the year. I did th- think that improved about halfway through the year. So um, I don't take that as an inside, in, entire conversation for an entire year. But Texer also does say Shager can be open to competition. Hello, Tua beat out Hurts. But I don't think that competition is now. And Tua didn't beat out Hurts until the national championship. Right. So competition is competition, but that's not always, like, always the case, right? That's right. And, hey, if... if uh, one of the other QBs, not just Micah. If uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of that other development. You know, uh, Farrell having a good spring. He, he's a, he's a gamer, man, and and plays really hard. I'm curious to see how John uh, does in his uh, um, now first spring with the team because he just joined us back in the fall. Um, the development of some of these other guys in this offense. I'm, I'm curious to see what they can do. 
Uh, one more from the 780. Enough. Many of our lo- enough of our losses are attributed to the defense, uh, not, not stopping the run. Good move with Thurman. Trying to read through some of the, the things in this text. All right. Uh, Sports Center traffic coming up off the bench. GSP in Honolulu. Hey, coming up, we'll get to the NFL. Um, we, you know what? I, I know someone texted it earlier. Um, we're in Hawaii, so as much Hawaii conversation as we'll get, if that means it pushes the NFL a little bit to the back burner, so be it. Uh, try to get as much of the local content first. Had a lot of Hawaii football talk today. Oh, I know. Uh, it has been been awesome. You know, it means people care. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's great here on uh, care a lot on, on. Yeah, it reminds me of a certain airline uh, commercial because that's their uh, their slogan. We care a lot. That's right. I'll let you uh, think up which uh, which airline that is. But you know what I also love because so many people text us uh, via our Zephyr Insurance text line that sometimes people text us when they don't mean to, which makes us feel good because um, that means we're popular. Hmm. And uh, that also means that they really rush when they text. Sometimes they'll call when they don't mean to. Like when that That's individual right. ordered Chinese food last week. Wait, was I here for that? Yes, you were. I were? I was? That was awesome. I know someone got mad. I thought it was hilarious. Someone got mad because they were like, why are you saying my name? Blah, blah, blah. Was this a different one? I don't remember this one. No, dude. Someone, well, this person. Or was it, was it, was it Thursday? Because technically I wasn't here. Because mm. Tanner was here filling in for me on Thursday, okay, which will happen most Thursdays. Yeah, no, they. Uh, this individual called when you and I were here. You were okay. not happy, and <laughs> they used a fake name to get oh, to get through okay, Liz. Okay, okay. And then once they got to us, they ordered Chinese. I missed the Chinese part. Yeah. I heard. I heard other things. I missed the Chinese part. Yeah, they like wanted a pan fried noodle. And oh, okay, okay, something else. A couple of spring I rolls. Heard, I heard other things that blocked the rest of the conversation. Like, why? I've why told, are you calling my name? I've told so many of my friends about that one. I, I thought it was hilarious. You know what, um, Liz? If you can rejog my memory, can you clip that and send that to me? Um, I it's it's torture for my ears. But uh, if you can do that, I, uh, I appreciate. I don't remember it. what day it was. Do you, Liz? It must have yeah. been Wednesday or Friday. Well, it wasn't Friday, so it was so probably it must Wednesday. Have been Wednesday. Yeah, yeah I'm, we're gonna put her to work. She's like, "And really, you're asking me to do that now? Like, I'm doing three other things, and now you want me to go find this like terrible <laughs> phone call? You can do it after the show. Doesn't have to be done now. That's true. Um, but yeah, so people text us, and they don't mean to. So I, I'm gonna read you this text, and I'm gonna basically I'm gonna give my opinion on a text that I don't know the context of um, just, and, and, and just, you know, this is what you get when you text this to us. This is what you get. Texter says my car is full. Three large boxes to unload tonight. Rain heavy. Now, you know what I take from that Hunter? What excuses? I don't want to hear the excuse rain heavy now you know what suck it up and carry those large boxes if you got to do one large box at a time carry it in the rain i'm assuming this person's texting their wife and you know what their wife doesn't want to hear no excuses carry the box in the rain this is what you get when you text us 
when you don't mean to. This is the reaction you get. And I'd love to see if I'd love to see if this person says, you don't understand. Well, make us understand. Because this is what you got. Uh Brian's on Maui and he's calling into us here at 808 296 1420. Hi, Brian. Hey guys, uh, Hunter, you may remember this is Brian from Buffalo Grove, not the uh, texter Brian. No, what's up, Brian? <laughs> uh, just want to say I agree totally. I was able to fly over for about three games last year. I think Braden is uh, improving every year. I, one thing I would really like to see is what he was doing more so in the latter half of the year um, is tuck the ball and run when when the totally. defense allows it. Um, you saw it with... Um, the quarterback for San Francisco. I mean, that was a game changer when he was able to get those runs, and I think it helps to, you know, keep the defense honest, help our offensive line a little bit, and I think Braden is an underrated runner and needs to have a little more confidence to keep doing it. Hmm. You know, that's a that's a great call, uh, Brian. Thanks so much, man. It, and the 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 decision to pull it and run it kind of happened right around the same time when. He took up more of that leadership mantle on the team. It was also right around the time when they started doing that move the sled chant um, and really turning uh, from a physical standpoint and metaphorically turning the season around because midway through um, uh, conference play this past fall, we were not in a good place and we needed Braden to kind of rise up and be the leader that we needed from our starting quarterback. And some of that, because teams were so afraid of his arm, which he has a massive arm, by the way, yeah. um, because teams float back to defend against the deep pass, the middle of the field is usually open. And so he took that and, and literally ran with it. So yeah, I could not agree with you anymore. Uh, Brian, I, I think, a lot of our offense's future success will be on Braden's ability to take what the defense gives him. Uh, by the way, uh, Texer texts back, and I'm not going to mention the the start of the number because I don't want to implicate this individual, but Texer comes back and says, uh, that was a butt text. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Siri on on the butt text. Um, that's that's never com- uh, comfortable at all. Yeah, I mean, Siri on your... Um, Apple Watch tries to get on the radio <laughs> that's, sometimes. That's right. I've learned if, well, I'm not wearing my watch now, but I've learned if you turn your watch a certain way ah. toward you, it automatically, like, auto, it, it activates Siri. So you can turn it, like, this way, but if you turn it, like, uh, and I say this way, yeah. the watch facing you, but if you turn it a little more up, uh, or or you twist or you twist your arm a little too much, yeah. it automatically activates Siri. Okay, so T- taps her on the shoulder. Yeah, and so like I might say something, and then Siri will repeat what I'm saying. No, dude, there was that one time during during a break where we're laughing about something, and she goes, "Glad you found that humorous." That's right. That's right. Yeah, technology. Love it. It's like uh, my Alexa that I had uh, way back when, which started randomly laughing. Guess what? I still have the Alexa. It hasn't been plugged in since. Now, if it really if it starts laughing now, then you've got a bigger problem. That is true. That is uh, that is very true. Uh, Daryl asks, "What is the main objectives of the coaches during spring ball?" And we've got some new ones here. I know we talked about objectives, and I think we talked about it more so with players. But for coaches, uh, what would you consider the main objective? Hmm. 
I think um, a big thing right off the bat, I, I think quarterbacks with, with Dan Morrison is building relationship with those guys. That's the first thing. And then second, I think he's going to spend a lot of time working on their eyes and focusing on fundamentals mm-hmm. and then being able to build off of that from, from there because uh, we've got eight and a half months before, or I, I guess seven and a half months, but eight months for real until our first game. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, uh, there, there's places for, uh, for building and teaching. And then similar with uh, Thurman over on the defensive side of the football, getting to know your players and their skill set, their abilities, because he'll probably be able to draw up a scheme off of their abilities. Um, you, you can't have a one-size-fits-all approach uh, for each team because each team has different strengths and different weaknesses. So there's that. Um, and then the, the other one, uh, Coach Arsenio, uh, who's going to take up the running backs. Uh, oh, Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, excuse me. Um that's that's a unit that needs to improve. We need to be able to run the ball. So I think for him, mm, I, I'm not even sure who our starter, who our starting running back is necessarily going to be. If there is a position group out there, um, that's probably the most open from an open season standpoint and most competition is probably the running back, the running back's room. That and um, offensive line, probably, mm-hmm. which all kind of comes together after, you know, what did I say, 39 sacks? Oh. I, I think you got to have competition there. Uh, one more, because I know you you love this. Uh, from the 223, if Colt Brennan's signature song is One Love by Bob Marley, what is Braden Shager's signature song? Do you know? I have no idea. I'll ask him. Yeah, if you can do that. Yeah. Uh when you when you see him at spring ball. The only thing that's coming to mind is like uh we're all in this together from high school musical cuz he we we've said that he looks like Troy Bolton. I almost guarantee that's not the song. Which I know it's not his song. <laughs> but I that, that's the only thing that's coming to mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, you know, we need some of this hardening information. You've already given us the haircuts today, uh-huh. um, which I think <laughs> I, and we laugh, but I think that takes us a cut above every other show. Uh. Nobody is giving you new haircuts on the UH football team. Literally so, a cut above. You said it. Don't get mad at me. I said you it. You said it. When did I say it? You literally just said that oh. that news is a cut above. Yeah, you're so, right. I did, I did say Josh it. is being funny without even trying. I did I'm say rubbing it. off on him. I like it. Sorry, as soon as I stop talking and you start talking, I forget the things that I say. Josh tunes himself out. <laughs> I do. Look. <laughs> There are that's reasons. A line, that's a line from the office. There's, I talk a lot, so I've just learned to tune myself out. There are reasons. <laughs> there really are. Um on my Alexa, since I mentioned it, uh it's that same texter says, throw your Alexa away. Yeah. If you throw it into a fire, run away. Better yet, run into a church. Never throw it into a fire and watch it burn. What? That's what they say to do with the Alexa. That's weird. Okay. Maybe they think if you throw it in the fire, we'll give you a creepy laugh instead of, you know, just the, the regular random laugh. Well, you're you're going to spend a lot of time around the baseball team. If you want to just throw it in the uh, the basket along with the um, the batting practice baseballs, one of those guys would hit that for you. 
They probably would. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I wanted to be a jerk, um, I would have it like at, at a practice, plug it in behind home plate, and if somebody swings and misses and it randomly laughs, just Oof. to be a jerk. That's funny. <laughs> Hey, uh, not trying to be a jerk. Let's give away some uh, women's basketball tickets. Hawaii and Cal State Fullerton coming up on Thursday night. Uh, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. We got two more tickets. Caller number three is going to score them at 808-296-1420. Want to get people out to Rainbow Wahine basketball. Tie at the top first place. And Saturday, they're trying to set the attendance record for uh, for women's basketball, nice. which is kind of neat. So, uh, yeah, check them out this week. Tickets for Thursday. Uh, dial in now at 808-296-1420. We'll take caller number three there. Got a bunch of NFL things on the back burner that we've been kind of putting on the back burner, uh, not just uh, from the uh, games on Sunday, but some of you texting in some interesting stuff. We'll do the text now. We'll get back to the championship games coming up at the top of the next hour. It is off the bed, Johnny ESPN, Honolulu. Coming up, uh, we'll get back to the championship games. Niners advance, Chiefs advance, uh, and credit where credit is due. I believe you predicted both. Don't don't be so modest. I mean, you predicted both. Yeah, uh, and I predicted the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much belief in the Lions, and then Dan Campbell and the defense decided to uh, throw it all away. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll talk more about those games. Coming up uh, next hour here in the program, a uh, couple of uh, non-championship game texts um, since we have a kind of a few minutes for it. For the 489, Hunter, thoughts on what Marcus Mariota should do next season? Uh, of course, Marcus Mariota uh, back up with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, he got to play in the um, – he didn't. no, he didn't play in the postseason game. He played in the regular season finale uh, in which the Eagles got embarrassed. Um uh, I you know, it's not about what Marcus Mariota should do after the year. It's what Marcus Mariota is going to be given the is chance it, to able. do. Well, and well before that, he does have a choice if he wants to keep playing football or not. Well, yeah, that's yes. Yeah. Now, if he wants to keep playing football, then it's in some ways out of his hands. Mm-hmm. He's um, kind of been slated as um, a role player. Uh, slash backup guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we know that he has the ability uh, to perhaps be more than that, it it's just all dependent on if teams are going to give him that that opportunity or not. I mean, he's got a, a one year, five million dollar deal, so that's expired. He's done. Um, what will the Eagles want him back? I, I yeah. the only thing is I don't know what team will spend five million dollars on him though. Because he didn't play all that much, a little bit. Um, in what he did play, it turned out to be kind of inconsequential. Because I think that's like league minimum. No, I don't think five mil is league minimum. Maybe not. But with inflation, it might have it might yeah. have gotten to that. Um, league on oh no, a league minimum uh, in twenty twenty two was seven hundred and five thousand dollars, which Purdy made just above seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for this year. Mm, okay. Anyway, it almost feels like it though. Yeah. When you're when you're not playing all that much and you go from from that to what you were before. I don't I don't know that he makes more than five mil. Um and Jalen's making eight times that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's got to be a team that's just looking for some kind of security. You're not looking for someone that um, is going to go in there and is going to compete for a starting quarterback job. The, the Eagles are a good fit for him from an offensive uh, scheme standpoint because he has a similar skill set to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense for a team to bring in him as a backup unless their quarterback also had some running capability. Uh, who is the best and worst NFL coach on Sunday? I only have four to choose from. Uh, I think it's clear who was the worst, and that was Dan Campbell. Probably. Uh, from the Detroit Lions. But who is the best between Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan? Andy who Reid. Is, who, you thought Andy Reid was Andy better? Andy Reid. Okay. From, for what reason? Uh, I felt like the Chiefs won that game. And then the other one, I felt like the Lions lost it. So, I um, mean... Shanahan and that 49ers offense is almost like a, a steaming locomotive mm-hmm. that is destined to get to wherever it's headed. Right. So even though I was watching that game and the Niners didn't seem to have an answer, I just, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're going to score. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. It was on the Lions to pull a Falcons 28-3, to right? And yeah. allow them back into that football game. So I... It's less on a job well done by Shanahan. To, to me, I felt like Andy Reid, the way that they hand, goodness, they, they handled the clock um, and systematically just kept the Ravens from having a chance. And then by the time the Ravens had the ball late in the fourth quarter, they, they had panic. And it looked like they were trying to win uh, you know, a two-possession comeback with one throw. Yeah, I thought, and I'll agree with you on Andy Reid. Um, you know, part of it when you kind of lay an egg in the first half and you're you're not able to recover that quickly. Um, I'm looking for a coach to kind of figure out how to you know how to recover from that. But where I will give Kyle Shanahan the credit he deserves is that he figured it out at halftime. Um, yeah. There are coaches who struggle with halftime adjustments. And he did a really good job of ensuring that halftime adjustments would be one of his best strengths. Um, They were a completely different team. The defense plays a little bit to do with it. Um, The offense, that sound you hear, by the way, is like rain against our window. I'm sure it is coming through our microphones because I'm hearing it. And... It's outside. (laughs) It's like pouring outside. So um, if you're hearing that, like water tapping against our windows, that's that's that. Um, It's not like San Francisco was a completely different team than what they normally are. It's just in the second half, they had to be reminded to be what they were. And. Kyle Shanahan, I think, has has a large part to play with that. I, I think there's another conversation on this that we can have a little bit later on, and I think we'll do it at the top of the next hour, Hunter, is does this change the conversation on Brock Purdy? Because he was the quarterback that most people talked about coming into this week that, um, you know, he is, is he a great quarterback? Is he... You know, what kind of conversation should we put him in? Has he done enough to to be considered, you know, in that, that top level of QBs? I'm not talking about a lead or anything, but um, is he not given enough credit? And what I want to say for the top of the next hour is, well, did that change based on, on 30 minutes of play in the second half? But I'll ask you, 
did your thoughts on Lamar Jackson uh, change mm. based on uh, their offense struggling and really not doing a whole lot against Kansas City? Oh, you you want me to answer that now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I thought yeah. I thought you wanted to do it at the top uh, of the hour. That was Brock. Next. Oh, hour. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, my my verbal cues aren't good apparently. No, it's okay. It looked to me like Lamar Jackson needed to play more like Lamar Jackson. He seemed to be afraid to run in the second half. Uh, I thought Tony Romo um, aptly put that he was hanging out in the pocket for uh, a couple seconds too long. And by the time he decided to pull it and run it, someone was in his face. So had he played a little bit more free and it's so difficult in games like that, where the pressure is, is highest and more is demanded of you to kind of let go and just freely play your game. So I don't think less of Lamar, uh, it's similar to what we were talking about with the lions. They they're one of those teams that needs to visit the mountaintop a couple of times before they can get over the hump. Sports Center next. Yeah, I was in a uh, I was in an old school mood today. Hair bands and funk. That's kind of where I was today. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Good to have you in. Hunter Hughes here, Josh Pacheco. We got men's volleyball tickets to give away a little bit later on. Uh, Hawaii and Tusculum, I believe is uh, how they pronounce themselves. Uh, Friday night, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. So uh, we'll have that coming up here in a little while. Final words today. I don't know what yours is yet. Uh, my final words on a national anthem. Ooh. If you were in attendance on Saturday at Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center, you know exactly what I mean. Actually, you did say to tee you up on it, so maybe that shouldn't go for final words. Maybe mm-hmm. I should just tee you up on it now. All right. Uh, because otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for final words if I don't tee you up on it. <laughs> um, there was... It was unfortunate. Uh, okay. They had a national anthem and Hawaii Ponoi on Saturday, and I don't want to mention the, the individual's name. I don't want to embarrass him. Um, but this individual was on The Voice at one point on NBC. I don't remember what season. Um, frankly, it's not a show I watch. Okay. So person is singing first couple bars in on the national anthem, and he misses some words. Like he not like misses, like doesn't sing them, like he just sings different words. Oof. And then I think it happened again a little bit later, at least one or two more times where he had the wrong words. Now, are you opposed to having the words in front of you? No, no, not at all. Me neither. If if you've got like a little card in front of you, no one, although I think you should probably have it memorized. For sure. Both of them, especially if you're from Hawaii. Yeah. Um, but I'm a believer in it's better to get it right than not get it at all. Now, was the voice, like the, the voice side, did, did it voice sound? Voice sounded great. Okay, so he was yeah. on key. Yeah, but he got the, But he got the words wrong. Yes. To me, this is like a runway model wearing like an amazing dress, walking down the runway, rolling an ankle, and then falling off the stage. You have to be able to say the right words. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
it happened. I see some people looking around. I see some people on the court looking around a little bit uh. as this is happening. And okay, national anthem ends. And then Hawaii Ponoi comes up and started off okay. I want to say it was the third bar. Yeah, he didn't necessarily get it. And, you know, Hawaii Ponoi is our state's anthem. Um, people, when you go to an arena here, people sing that louder than they do the national anthem. Big time. People take pride in it. Um, and, yeah, you kind of messed that up, too. But I will, because I don't want to be in, entirely negative about the whole process, because it's like, well, would you do better? I know the words. I would be an awful singer. Mm. Um, and so I would never put myself in that position. But there's one thing that I do appreciate. Hawaii crowds are incredibly gracious crowds. How often do you go to a game in Hawaii and hear fans boo? Hmm. I've heard it more at UH football games. Yeah. Um, but not really at anything else. You know, I, I think sometimes there have been reasons to boo at other games, but um, you know, Hawaii fans are generally polite. They're generally, I mean, just good people. And yep. so, you know, the applause for this in this individual that I will not name was a very polite, not light applause, but it was a, you know, it was a good applause. It was almost to make it seem like we didn't hear it. Like, you, you sounded good. Great job. Thanks for trying. In a not nutshell, in like an embarrassing way. In a nutshell, Hawaii fans give the benefit of the doubt. I think that's probably fair. And if you were in the crowd, if you were one of those people, would love to hear from you at 808-296-1420. But that's probably fair because Hawaii fans are just... More often than not, they're just good people. And good people, um, they don't want to usually embarrass other people. Um, so that's that's kind. Because at some level, singing the national anthem in front of an arena full of people, or just an arena with people in it, mm-hmm. it's hard. It takes courage. Um, I will say that... Um, so after the game, I actually during the game, I um, and I, you know what? At least they fi- at least they finished right. Oh yeah, that would be yeah. way worse. Yeah, if they got caught up on the words and then just walked off. Yeah, yeah, that would have been rough. Um, I think of Mo Cheeks. Remember way back when the uh, the former Portland Trailblazers coach? There was a little girl who was singing the national anthem, and she struggled and she couldn't finish. And Mo That's Cheeks right. led the entire crowd in finishing the anthem for and with her. It was an awesome moment. Yeah. It's still one of the best national anthem moments ever. Forget, like, best singers and stuff. I, moments are great. Mm. Moments don't have to be perfect. Uh, but moments are moments. And I was almost waiting if he had gotten another bar wrong. I was almost waiting for the crowd to start taking over. Um, I've shown you a pretty bad one. I've shown you the Fergie one at yes, the NBA have. All-Star game. Yes. Which one was worse? Uh, Well, I mean... From voice, okay, let's let's compare it. From voice, um, this guy's here sounded better just because his voice was better, okay. and he didn't he didn't um, try to overdo it and over okay. sensationalize it. He just there were, kept you know, it he modest. Kept it modest. I mean, it was a little slower at times, but he you know he tried to do it right um, more than not, and it just you know it he didn't get the words right. Um, 
but you know you are heavily graded on getting the words right. So based on that, then you have to give it to Fergie. But were people wincing? Because in the Fergie one, people are like noticeably uncomfortable and they like start laughing at her. I didn't see laughing, but I did see wincing. Oof. Um, just it, it's sensitive. It's it's yep. sensitive. I can't remember in person the last time I have seen a, a, a national anthem performance go wrong. And it's uh, very unfortunate, but it was it was such as unfortunate. I have um, a few friends of mine that are musicians on the Big Island. Um, their daughter actually works for Spectrum Sports, and I said uh, I posted something on X. They're like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't want to know about this." And I said, "Go back and watch the replay because they they show the replay afterward." And I'm I said I'm curious what you guys think. And when I went home, and I see you guys on the phone, so it gets you in a moment. When I went home, I actually forced my wife to watch it. I was like, hey, this is coming on. We're in the middle of just like, you know, getting dinner ready because I, I got home after the game and I forced her to watch it. And the first mistake that was made, she cringed and she's like, no, turn it off. Turn it off. I can't yeah. hear anymore. Cause, but not because of the individuals, more along the lines of like, she felt bad. Yeah. Like she didn't want to hear another mistake because she felt bad and didn't want to hear more. I forced her to watch the rest of it <laughs> just so that she had an idea. And she was like, oh, oh, but his voice sounded good. Um, and so, yeah, I not to give everything away from what my friends had uh, on the Big Island had texted, but they basically said, um, didn't think he looked nervous. He just confidently sang random words. <laughs> and then watching the television broadcast, down number 808-296-1420, I see you guys there, said, Crowd was nice, but could see some on TV, could see people looking at each other like what and laughing a bit <laughs> quietly. See, I wasn't when I got home, I wasn't really watching the TV part. I was looking more at my wife to see what what her reaction was. Um, and then they also said he was definitely making up lyrics for like a third of all of that. Tune wise, not bad, but how can you not know that many words? He was pretty confident in his made-up lyrics, though. All right. Uh, Sarah was at the game. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm glad I can get another uh, first-hand uh, view of this. Sarah, what did you see? Okay, so um, I initially it was like you hear him sing it wrong, and you go, ooh, you just get that, ugh, you know, it just it's wrong. But what probably made it worse, in my opinion, was that he tried to do his own thing and tweak it and Sometimes you just want them to sing the national anthem without the embellishments, without, you know, just sing it. Don't have to make it, you know, too creative, I guess. I think that could have perhaps made him forget the words, maybe. I don't know. But then I also did feel a little sorry for him, too, just because he did forget the words. And something you learn, like, in the third grade or something like that, at least if you go to school here in Hawaii. I remember I did. But, um... Other than that, it was it was hard. And then when he also screwed up on Hawaii Ponoi with that one word, I was like, "Oh my God, brother, help!" Yeah, I was I was well, almost anyways, told. I, was, I, I did feel bad though in the big picture for him because it is. I I don't think I could do it. He did sing in front of a crowd like that, but still, if you're gonna do it, you gotta know the words and you gotta just just sing. Don't need to do too much sarah were you one of those in the crowd that you know gave a nice applause afterward or, or... Oh, of course of course yeah i mean i just 
you know, you just you feel like your skin just kind of, you know, in the back, you're, you kind of like, you feel like the hair on your back kind of going up a little bit when he just pulled you off. And I remember leaning over to my husband and saying, oh, my God, he's saying it wrong. But, of course, like, you know, of course, you're going to give him applause and stuff. But, yeah, and you feel bad for him. But it was it was hard. It was it was like one of those, oh, yeah. moments, you know. For sure. Uh, Sarah, thank you for uh, giving us another uh, bird's eye experience. And of thank it. We you for being it. one of the nice ones. Yes, yes. More so than anything else. Nice people are good people. We appreciate you, Sarah. I I will say, you know, at the end, when you have um, you have that one person, and I still want to meet this person. You have that one person toward the end of Hawaii Ponoi who yells, Go Bows! Mm, nope. What? You don't like it? It's a tradition. Oh, no, I thought you meant like in the middle. Oh, no, like no, no, no. Before no, no. they finish the song. No, like right toward the end, like right at the last couple of lines, and somebody in the uh, in the crowd yells, go Bows. Okay. I want to meet that person first off, but secondly, there were more of those in the crowd after that ended. Like There was another like three or four more go Bows from other people scattered throughout the crowd, um, I, I think, just to kind of help it to the end. Because that's a tradition at Arrowhead. Whenever they say in home of the, right, they all yell chiefs. Right, Baltimore has one too. I I, for, I forget what it sounded like, but they had a, a part in um, in the anthem yesterday. I noticed that the crowd yells out. I think it was like two different points, and they do say uh, in Baltimore where uh, the national anthem was written. Hmm. They make sure they announce that before the uh, the anthem is sung. Oh. Um, since we're on this subject, really quickly, uh, Luis Fonzi. Who uh, sung it for the uh, the Niners game? Yeah, which um, Lori Santi was there with her family. I'm a little upset at her. Um, he killed it. He did. It was really good. Yeah, that was that was not super embellished, but great voice, um, perfect tempo. It was it was awesome. Fonzie the, was great. Uh, the flyover was late. That's hard. I'm always curious how they coordinate it for them to fly over like right as the final word is being sung that right. that that coordination is always impressive to me yeah remember the flyover um was it the stanford game where which game had the flyover last no, it, year uh or military no, night? it was military night I, I thought that was uh air force okay it was when air force was here that was dope yeah it was those things are loud um yeah, um, so let's hope for a better national anthem singer on Thursday. Mm. That's, uh, that's that's all I ask. But sometimes you get one of those, and it, it just happens. Uh, texter from the 230 reminds us of bad national anthems. Christina Aguilera, 2012 Super Bowl, she missed a whole bar. Or Ooh. 2011 Super Bowl. Skipped over a whole I you know I'll, I'll, just, say, lyric. I'll just say this. Um, I can understand... If you're a little off key, if you're nervous or thing, you know, I I understand that uh, because it happens. Not all of us are perfect with our uh, our ability to hit notes, but again, the words, the words matter. Uh, Tim, let's get the last word on this because I don't want to make this the full hour. Uh, Tim, thank you for calling in. How are you? Okay, I just have a question for for you guys on the national anthem and the state anthem. Are we the only ones in the whole, whole nation that does both before each sporting event? And I'll take your answer off the air. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Uh, no, a, a lot of places uh, do the Canadian national anthem too. 
Mm-hmm. Especially with like hockey. I think in hockey, isn't it required? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Be- and I think in a lot of times uh, baseball games too. Uh, because they're occupied in both countries. I think what he's asking is state anthem and national anthem. Oh god, yeah. There's I I grew up in Illinois. I I can't tell you the Illinois state anthem. I don't even know if we have it. I haven't been all over the place, so I mean, I can I can only say to the games that I've been in on the mainland, um I I haven't heard it anywhere else. So if anybody knows the answer to that, Kindly share that for Tim and for us because it would be uh, kind of good for us to know it. But I haven't seen it anywhere else. There's a really famous video because we'll maybe never get a chance to bring this up. There's a guy who's singing Oh Canada from the ice rink while skating in the like before a hockey game. And they have like a red carpet that they've pulled out mm-hmm. there for the opening puck drop. Okay. And the spotlight is following this guy. He's on skates. Runs into the carpet mid-song, and his voice goes up in the air, and he face plants. No. That's got to be one of the worst ones. Oh, man. It is classic. I'm not putting that on the guy. Why are you rolling out the red carpet while the singing is going on? Well, the best part is he keeps singing as he's sliding into the boards. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. That's tough. You know what? Uh, one more from the 627. I don't remember this one. What about when Roseanne Barr spat at the end of the anthem? I don't remember that one, so I guess I, I can't speak to that one. Do you know that one? I do. I think it might have even been at Wrigley. Was it was it really? horribly off pitch. Oh. We had Carl Lewis thrown in here. Um, 49 the- states have songs. But I think the point is how many of them, um, you know, to the point of what the caller asked, 49 states have songs. But are they sung after the national anthem at Not almost really. every event? Not yeah. really. Uh, our number is 808-296-1420. When we come back, has Brock Purdy changed the conversation on himself after the NFC Championship game? It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. I did get it. Nice. There's like a little fly in here. Josh and right before she turned the mic on. Clapping splat. flies. Yeah. You were wondering what I was doing. I was. Yeah. Yeah. She can't see it because uh, our uh, our monitor's broken in the other room. Ah. So fortunately or unfortunately for her, she doesn't have to see us uh, during this three-hour show. It is off the bench. Uh, Bruce calls in and uh, initially said he his name was anonymous, then called back and said, oh, um, my name is not anonymous. It's Bruce, and I'm owning the fact that I Hello, think the uh, Bruce. Uh, best national anthem of all time was uh, Whitney Houston, which to me is just like, duh. <laughs> yeah. It's not close. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's not close. <laughs> um, although last year, Chris Stapleton at the Super Bowl, I know we're not supposed to say that because I guess they have a trademark no, or whatever. No, you, you can't say Super Bowl when it comes to promoting, promoting things. Promoting like, uh, Promoting things at establishments, okay. unless it's happening at the uh, an establishment where it is an official beer sponsor of the NFL. Other than that, you can't say Super Bowl in promotions. You can do it here. Okay. Uh, last year's Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> uh, Chris Stapleton's national anthem was awesome. Mm-hmm. And different. There was a different zest to it in the way that he kind of played that bass kind of guitar. Right. That was beautiful, man. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm not a fan of country music, as you know. Um, That's why there's not a lot of country in the uh, 
the the openings to our our segment. Amen. Um, but but Chris but Chris was very good. I, I do uh, I do want to agree with that. Um, I want to set up the Brock Purdy conversation since we're like 26 minutes behind from doing that. Um, Brock Purdy's played in the Super Bowl, um, but has the narrative on him changed? Ryan Clark earlier today on first take on uh, what's left for Purdy to do. He's definitely not Mr. Relevant anymore, but of course he didn't put to bed all of the criticism. Those criticisms are going to stand until he wins the Super Bowl. But I will say this, in my mind, Brock Purdy did quiet a lot of my criticisms, and here's why. I've watched him execute with everything being ideal. I've watched him be able to distribute the football where Kyle Shanahan had it dialed up to go, go through his progressions, be able to do that with anticipation and accuracy. What I didn't see was you elevate your team when Debo Samuel was out. That's what Ryan Clark says, and I want to hold on to that for when we come back because he says that to end the criticism, Brock Purdy needs to win a Super Bowl. Uh, how you feel about that, we'll jump into that coming up uh, on the other side. We've got Sports Center on the way here. We've got traffic on what has turned out to be kind of a wet Monday afternoon. We've got men's volleyball tickets to give away a little bit later on as well. You're listening to Off the Bench. This is ESPN Honolulu. Final words uh, coming up in just a little bit. It is off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. We've also got men's volleyball tickets for uh, Hawaii and Tusculum uh, coming up on Friday. Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Uh, we're watching men's basketball, by the way. Uh, number four Houston is on the ropes at Texas. That game on ESPN television. Uh, 48-46 Longhorns, 10-26 to go. That's a fun game we'll be watching uh, here over the last uh, 28 minutes or so of this radio program. So we played for you. Um, we played for you what Ryan Clark said a little while ago. Uh, basically, in order to get the criticism off of Brock Purdy, he needs to win a Super Bowl. Is that fair to you? No. Okay. I felt like Purdy played pretty commendably, man. Uh, yes, there was the interception, but he got that team to a Super Bowl. He played the entire season this year. So similar to Tua, his health can't be in question anymore. If if he's on that team, they're a Super Bowl contending team. He did his job. Um, and not only did his job, they were down 24-7 at halftime. Mounting the, the, the best comeback in a conference championship right. game history. So... To me, that that has sealed his spot as starter of that team to me. Because let's not forget, he's going up against Patrick Mahomes now, bro. Yeah. Two-time yeah. Super Bowl winning Patrick Mahomes. So that that is no small feat to go in there and beat that guy in your first time in the Super Bowl. So I think that that's a bit steep. I mean, what else do you want him to do? I think the argument for, for those that agree with Ryan Clark would be that in these two playoff games that Purdy has played, he's played good second halves, um, that you're still kind of looking for that one great game. And he's had great regular season games. Um, maybe it's not fair to judge the postseason differently than the regular season, but I'd argue first half almost non-existent, second half, Great. Hmm. Uh, last week against Green Bay, he made a couple of really, really awesome throws. He was okay. 
overall uh, outside of some honestly like game-changing throws and maybe that's why the criticism is still there not because he's mr irrelevant but because he still has some work to do to put together like the complete type of games that now, you need in the postseason now he had some questionable throws yesterday too and in some ways i would i would say he got kind of lucky mm-hmm. there was uh one time when when they were driving in the in the second half and he was rolling to his left and then threw across his body back to the middle of the field and kind of like a little a little pop fly kind of ball flight mm-hmm. and then the probably the the catch of the postseason so far the brandon Ayuk deflection off of the Lions defender's face mask. Right. That could have easily been an interception. Yeah. Easily. Um, but ended up being probably the play of the game. So I think that's probably where people think a little bit is it's not stereotypical Joe Burrow, cool, calm, collected. You you know what you're going to get from him or uh, it's a little, uh, all over the place at times. Um, he got the ball deflected a bunch of times too, um, which I did not know until yesterday. Did you know that Hutchinson is six seven? I didn't realize he was that tall. I didn't know that either. But then you, you see him just looking directly down at Purdy, right. and you're like, oh my gosh, that guy's a giant. Like, he would swat anybody. Um, but that leaves you to wonder okay is he is he the guy like swats and deflections are are humbling to any quarterback so i think it's that collection of things that gets people thinking that way but for me the expectation was super bowl he got him there i think it's it's way more on that defense um shanahan that staff um to get them to win it. Because I, I feel like if he just continues to go out there and play halfway decent, almost game manager style of of uh, quarterback play, it should be enough to win. You hear Alex Smith yesterday say he's the quarterback of the game, or he's the, he's the president of the game manager fan club, yep. and he wouldn't even admit Brock Purdy into the game manager club. He wouldn't even call him a game manager. He would not. He would not. Wow, okay. Um, I th- I think it's too early. I mean, Brock Purdy's only played what a year and a half. Yeah, um, he's certainly done enough to secure the bag, though. I hope they give him a new contract next year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I think that is fair. I think you can't play in two postseason season two postseason seasons. You can't play in two postseasons back to back and not reward someone. That's why I would think like. This is not a, a a thing as comparison to Tua, but I'll just do it anyway. You know, Tua had a postseason appearance this year. He hasn't had a postseason win in four years, which is why, okay, the Dolphins extended their fifth year, uh, the fifth year option, but which is why it's kind of hard to be like, oh, okay, let's throw the bag at, at Tua because he hasn't won a postseason game. Where Purdy's now won what um, three? I think it is. Hmm. I think Brock Purdy's won three postseason games. Yeah, I mean. That should get you much more than the amount that he is making um, to afford a very nice uh, wedding with his fiance and then some. He deserves that. Um, but that's separate from like the elite conversation. That's separate from the are you great or good conversation. 
That I believe is given over time. How long did it take for us to to start anointing Tom Brady? It didn't mm-hmm. happen, you know, in a year or two. I mean, how many Super Bowls did it take out of the six that he's won? I mean, I'd argue maybe what after two that two we three. started the whole, you know, among the elite. It was probably after three or four where we were like, "Is he the best of all time?" Yeah, I mean, in the early two thousands you were still talking about Peyton Manning just as much as you were Tom Brady. Yeah. And it it probably wasn't until after the third or the fourth one where we started to get into that, wow, this guy's one of the best ever. And the Patriots are a stinking dynasty, man. They're not going away. Um, this is apples and oranges. Um, my guy, as you said, is only in his second season in the NFL. Let's Let's give him the credit that he is due and maybe kind of get off his back a little bit. Texter from the two nine two, keep Purdy on a rookie deal and keep drafting assets. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one way to confirm that after his deal is done, he probably won't want to stay or to confirm that he'll probably try to hold out. It's doing bad. Yep. Like I get it. You want to keep drafting assets. San Francisco's assets now. Like they have, Currently, across the board, some of the best assets in the National Football League. Look at the defensive front. Look at the offensive skill position players. They will have decisions to make here, but they're running back. One thing that you will eventually learn. One position where you cannot be cheap is at quarterback. Yep, You can be cheap at running back. You can be cheap, um, you know, the wide receiver spot because there's so much depth there. You can be cheap in the secondary. Don't be cheap with QB one. That's gotta, not acceptable. You got in, in a sense. I feel like the Niners do are are due to show him some respect to mm-hmm. metaphorically kind of tip their cap in his direction and and show appreciation for what he's done on two straight seasons. They picked him up very last in the draft. Right. He was not expected to do anything of what he is now. So you you have to. They, they stumbled into this. They absolutely stumbled into this. He was their third string quarterback. And and look and look where he is now. To me, you 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 have to you have to kind of give him what's coming to him. You know, one thing that I, I wish we had more time to do it. Maybe we'll get some of it tomorrow. Um I th- I don't think I asked it yet in this show. Between the uh the Lions and the Ravens, the two teams that lost yesterday. Mm. Um which team has a better chance to be back at this point next year? Ravens. Okay. Yep. To me, there's too many other uh, teams standing in Detroit's way. It was a down year for the NFC. And especially in the NFC North, the Packers are surging. They're, they're going to be in a really good position. The Vikings are going to find a way to win again. Detroit will not have as easy of a time in the North as they did this past season. So that's just in their own division. You got to look at the Eagles. You got to look at um, potentially other teams that are up and coming like Tampa and maybe even the Rams. Uh, I feel like there's more standing in the way of an up and coming Detroit team than a Ravens team, which if all of those, those guys, I mean, uh, Zay Flowers is a rookie. 
Yeah, Zay Flowers also has to, um, you know, get himself right. I mean, that, He's a that taunt. He's a rookie. Yeah, but I'm you, just saying for, yeah. from a from a, a skill pers- uh, perspective and, yeah. and a health. Yeah, he he will be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the Ravens are poised to be good for the next kind of three years or so, and they're they're going to be hungry knowing that they were kind of shortchanged. Here's what I'll say about the Ravens: This was their best chance because Lamar Jackson was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not something that could have been said consistently. And even going back to last year, I think you referenced it last week. Shelf life. Right. I mean, are they going to be lucky enough next year that he will play a full season and not be hurt? That's going to be difficult. And if he's still running at the same clip. Right. And, and he hasn't like he, and and to his credit, I think it's part of why he has stayed healthy is because he's it's been more of learning more about when to run than just, you know, being reliant on on your legs all the time. And that's one of the reasons why he stayed healthy. But can he do that for another 17 game season and a postseason? And um I'm not sure. If they're lucky to have that next year, that's great. But I do think the Lions don't have a bad shot next year. To get back here, I think they're going to be hungry to do it. Uh, I think Jared Goff will have another year with that coach um, to get better. Hmm. The division being tougher is only going to make it better, I think, for the Lions. I think that division is going to be one of the best in football next year. I disagree with the Vikings if they don't keep Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But Green Bay and Detroit, that's going to be a fun top two in that division next year. Yep. And we know what is going to happen with Chicago. I wasn't going to say anything. They're going to be right in the same spot. I looked at your face and I said, you know what? Oh my God. I took a shot at you unknowingly in the beginning of the show. And I'm just going to be a better person. And I'm going to leave it alone. Yep. And yet. You just don't even need to go there. Because we, if I'm saying it, we, it. We, we both know. You, you did it to yourself. Our M. Dyer Global scoreboard is brought to you by M. Dyer Global Moving Hawaii into the future underway the motivate foundation hawaii high school athletic association girls soccer state championships got a couple of finals here uh baldwin defeating moana lua uh four to two uh, a couple of goals for uh atiana ricardo kaho hano hano uh with goals in each of the two halves baldwin moves on waiakea defeats kapole uh three no a uh, three nil and uh, match is coming up. Uh, Waipahu Kamehameha, 6 o'clock tonight. Kaiser's at Mililani. That will kick off at 6.30. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global always on the move. We got tickets to uh, Hawaii men's volleyball on Friday night. Hawaii Tusculum Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Two tickets for Friday. You can be caller number, uh, number 7, 808-296-1420. We'll tell you who wins those tickets Coming up after this break. Final words on the way as well. It's off the bench. GSPN Honolulu. All right, final words here. Uh, game night is coming up next here on ESPN Honolulu. Congratulations to uh, Roy out in Waimanalo. Roy is going to check out. Uh, Rainbow Warrior Volleyball, third-ranked team in the country, taking on Tusculum on Friday. Uh, our coverage, 645 from Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. So Friday, 
uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, 4.45, the broadcast on that. Uh, more tickets for men's volleyball, for women's basketball. Turn to, uh, tune in tomorrow morning to the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu, plus the sports animals in the morning. Uh, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy and uh, us uh, for more stuff to win. Yeah, we do that too. Uh, Texter from the 292. Football players get old quickly. Draft even more quality players. This is in, in part of the Purdy conversation. Hmm. I mean, yes, you want to draft some young players, but I also think if you if you're winning now, which the Niners are in that multi-year window, if you're winning now, the draft is important, but free agency and trades are important too. Like I don't know if and I can weigh one aggressive. or the other. They, yeah. they, they, last couple of seasons have been aggressively trying to win right now uh from the 389 uh i think brock purdy is still suspect without debo samuel there was a three-game stretch that they lost when debo was out injured i think there's a point to that i kind of felt that way too and that's why i'm kind of reserving my judgment for a little bit because um debo is important for sure um it's hard to judge someone when your best wide receiver is not there yep Final words, uh, Hunter, take it away. Um, I'm going to find a way to bring Jim Harbaugh into the show. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um, he, in a uh, conversation, was quoted saying that his now job with the uh, L.A. Chargers is that this is where I want to be, mm-hmm. nowhere else. Does he believe himself? <laughs> d- 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 like, how does he sleep at night? It wasn't three weeks ago that he was in a locker room convincing the Michigan Wolverines to win a national championship. Probably mm-hmm. talked about the importance and the the uh, the privilege of getting to wear the blue and the maize. Talking about, is there any place better than this? Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Fast forward. <laughs> and he says he doesn't want to be anywhere else but the L.A. Chargers. I call baloney, Josh. All right. And I've had it. I don't take anything that this guy seriously. Wow. I don't, I don't see that as factual. He probably says that because they're paying him an awful lot of money, but come on, man. You don't have to say that right now. Just say this is the next step in your football journey, and you're happy to be here. That's all you got to say. You st- a- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, you start into these extremes of not wanting to be anywhere else. It's too soon. It's a fatal flaw. Well, maybe not fatal flaw, but it's a common flaw in coaches, both young and old, that you feel like you have to say something to your fan base that gets them to believe in you and all those things. So what's one thing you say? This is where I want to be. It may be what you believe right now. It may not have been what you believed three weeks ago. It may not be what you believe in three years, but it's one of those really dumb things it, it's like it's it's coach speak that is not meant to be said hmm. and i think that's what gets uh what's get what gets coaches in trouble because they twist themselves into a pretzel right. getting into it and then having to get out of it the uh, dion's another one 
<laughs> yeah, he is. Another big one where you don't have to say all the stuff that you're saying. Your reputation kind of precedes you. You can just allow that to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. I, I just I think there's room for more tact, especially with individuals like this. Uh, before my final words, let's get Rick in. Uh, he wanted to call in on uh, Brock Purdy. Rick, how are you? What's happening, Josh? Oh, and Hunter. Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, what I, what I don't understand in this world is you get all these high draft quarterbacks, right? Top five types. Of, they get these big bucks, and then they're not successful. And then you have Mr. Irrelevant comes along, and he be, he's successful, but yet people don't want to give him the credit for it. Why is that? I think some people want to give it time. Yeah, but, but they're not giving the first-round draft choice guys time. You know, hey, one, two years, goodbye. So it's kind of like where, where are we nowadays in this world where the people that are supposed to be the good ones, they don't pan out, and they get blasted, and then the ones that was running under the radar when they're successful, people kind of give them the full credit. You know, that just doesn't make sense. And then just to touch bases real quick on on Jim Harbaugh, hey, nowadays nothing, nobody is honest. No coach is honest. Josh, listen to me, man. The only honest coach that ever came around was Norm Chow. (laughs) You know why? (laughs) Listen to me, listen to me. Norm Chow said he was going to change championships. Uh He didn't say he was going to win. He didn't say he was going to win championships. (laughs) It's going to chase him. Chase him, yeah. That's and it, right? That's, hey, that, that's it like is. a dog chasing but, a mail truck that's three miles away. That's like a dog chasing a parked car, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> you guys drive home. Be careful if you guys drive in. Hey, Josh, you know, Hunter, ready? Ready. Go Clippers! Oh, yeah, man. I knew that was coming. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Thank you, Clippers. See you, Rick. See you, Rick. It doesn't. It it doesn't matter where you are in the chase. It's just that you're chasing. Even if it's a parked car. Even if it's a parked car. Uh, my final words, man. I left myself with so little time. Uh, thank you to the crowd. Uh, you know, there could have been many reasons for the uh, men's basketball crowd to be very small on Saturday, but no, mm. that crowd uh, showed up. That was huge for that team. Comes up with a win. They're on the road Thursday and Saturday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Game night next.